Cape Talk, The Profile, on Late Nights. Now, my next guest comes from a musical family and began her singing career performing with some of the biggest names in the South African music industry. Candice Thornton is known for her smooth, velvety, warm and sultry voice. Now, performing mostly cover versions and jazz songs, uh, she's also a songwriter in her own right uh, and has shared the stage with South African music legends like Hilton Schilder, David Ledbetter and Ernie Smith. And she's going to be treating us to a couple of songs uh, tonight. But first, let's welcome Candice to the Late Night Studio. Candice, hello and welcome Hi, to Late Nights. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited that you're here. This <laughs> has been too. like a long, long time. I've been saying to Jeremy for so long, please can we get Candice in? Please can we get Candice in? And then for my last show, this is my last show and oh, no. here you are. Yes, no, it's it's good things. We're going on to do a music show and it's going to be very oh, exciting. Awesome. Which you will have to be a guest, please. I am the. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, when I... I always am fascinated by by musicians, by singers, by songwriters, and I love to take you all the way back because mm-hmm. we'll come up to the present day in just a second. But taking you all the way back to early childhood, very very early childhood, and your first musical memory, your first musical experience that sticks in your mind as being something. Mm, that's when I fell in love with music, or that was the first song I remember learning. Or yeah, um, my music exp- like my earliest memory. Um, I was three. Lots of people know my story. I was three years old and I stood in the mirror. And this is the earliest, earliest thing I can remember. And I remember specifically holding a hairbrush in my hand. And I'd started singing and I knew I sang a song from Mariah Carey. And I felt like, dude, this this feels nice. Mm. I'm singing, but it, I feel like it's meant to be. And I'm in the mirror and I'm in show mode, you know. And that's the only thing, like, legit I can remember from... The age of three and everything else is just a blur. Wow. After that. But that is the only memory I hold on to. And music has been a part of my system since I think Tiny Tot. I get a lot of, um, flashbacks with my parents who says I was quite the drama queen. Really? So that's probably the inner diva. Yeah. <laughs> came yeah, exactly. out before I could speak. But yes, that's my earliest memory. What music were your parents into? What are your parents into? My parents are very much like, um, every Cape Townian. They love Sam Luther. Mm-hmm. They love James Ingram. We were listening to a lot of that kind of R&B music in my house. There was a lot of jazz happening, a lot of gospel as well, but Mm. predominantly the Roberta Flax, the Nita Bakers, the Incognito, all of those guys from that era, the good music, the Mm. fall in love type of music. That was the kind of music going on in my house. And that's largely influenced where you are today. Definitely, because I performed some of the music I listened to as a kid. Mm. And it's so strange because it's a full circle moment because I used to lay in the car and we had like this little cassette that consistently had Incognito and Roberta Flack. And I remember going through that song later on when I went professional and I didn't have to study the songs because it was in my muscle in your memory. Brain. Yeah, yeah. I used to lay in the car close to the speaker with my ear there mm. and I was singing with the band and I knew everything that was going on. So it was really something that was instilled in my, in my family and in me because of my family. Did you sing during, at school? Yes. I mm. was in primary school choirs, um, high school choir. I was in high school jazz band. So I really pushed through music from day one. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And it's always been your number one. Number one. It's the love of my life. I think I'm married to music. <laughs> so it's it's something that makes me happy. Mm. It comes from a very, very um honest point and from the middle of my heart. It's something that makes me 
completely content with myself. When I'm on stage, I feel a hundred percent myself. Mm. And I tell my stories better when I sing and when I write my own music. So it's very healing for me. It motivates me when I'm down. It encourages me when I need someone to just push me forward. Mm. So music really does. It, it's part soothes of my blood. It soothes the soul. It, I come from my soul as well. So I try to always treat music as serious as it is, but to also utilize the platform to get through to other people. Who are some of the singers that you enjoy? And not necessarily the music, but the singers, the vocalists that you think they are, they are the top. Um, for me, because I'm a very deep thinker, I love Joel Scott. <sighs> love Joel Scott. She's a poet. She's a, mm. she's a singer. She's a performer. She's everything creative. And she also comes from a d- very deep point like I do. Mm. So I communicate with her much better than what I do with a lot of other singers. Uh, Layla Hathaway is the other mm. person who sings from her soul. And um, another person from back in the day, 80s era, should I say, uh, Manita Baker, because she was also a very soulful person. So I still sing most of, of their songs. I still want to touch base with Layla Hathaway because her stuff is real. Her stuff yeah. is super, super deep. So I would love to go there. But Joel Scott, my main, main queen. Favorite Joel Scott song? Golden. Golden, and then there's a track of one of her previous um, albums that she released, I think last year, it's called Cruising, mm. and I play that song on every <laughs> day, every day, <laughs> like she tells my story in that song, so that is one of my favorite tracks to go through. If I said to you, okay, um, Candice, I'm gonna, I can magic you up tickets to a concert to see anybody you like mm-hmm. perform, and we'll, we'll go after the show, mm-hmm. who would that person be, or people has to be Beyonce. Can I just be part of that beehive right now? People don't understand. It's so cliche for people to say they love Beyonce, but you do not understand how huge this woman works. Her mind and creativity, yes, she has a lot of songwriters, but she is amazing at what she does. I watch her hustle, and that is where I aim to be one day when my body comes back to me. I'm going to be doing choreography. Girl, don't wait. Just do <laughs> So I'm in that process. Don't worry. I'm going to get there. But she really, she kills me all the time. My body comes back to me. Everybody Girl, knows you and me both. Your body's like consistently under construction every time. But every I'm there. I'm beehive. I'm beehive right now. Really? Yes. I have to say, and this is maybe going to be a bit controversial. Controversial. I hope that the beehive isn't listening because they will <laughs> drag me. But I'm, I'm not... Um, when it comes to vocals, she's not my favorite performer. Really? Yeah. <gasps> Come on now, man. No, re- really not. She's got such good vocals. Like her range is like crazy. This just her range is. Cra- there's just something about her tone that I don't love. It's not for me. I I'm with you. I'm with the Arethas. Mm. I'm with the Jill Scotts. I'm with the Anitas. I'm with the Whitneys. There's something about Beyonce I find. Dare I say it? Why am I saying this? Oh. A little irritating. Oh no! Yeah, you I didn't know. Go I know. I, I did. I can did. Can I be the bee right now? <laughs> <laughs> However. However, when you look at what she has created, the empire yes, that she has she's created. She's queen of her category. She is. I remember watching a documentary about her once and it was following her through one of her tours. Mm. And it was the, I've never seen anything like it. I don't know how that woman does it. I also And now what, I mean, mother of, what, of three, three, four. four. <laughs> and, I mean, Jay- and Jay-Z, so five. <laughs> 
I don't even want to say yes or no because I'm like behind yeah, yeah, because one day, imagine <laughs> you know? the one day where you, or she wants you to open for her and hey. suddenly this is played back. Uh, and she's I don't like, want to open. I want to be doing a duet. I want to share that stage like for real, real. What Beyonce. song would you do? What would be the duet that you did? Deja Vu. It's of a B-Day album. It's, it's a song I consistently what? perform like for years. Do you? Seriously. That's quite, quite upbeat. Look, I need to be honest. Uh, recent things are not really my favorite things, but hmm. the old Beyonce... The fresh Beyonce, a lot of her albums are super, super amazing. I look at it a different aspect. I look at her as a colleague and the kind of work she does. I mean, she directs a music video. She comes up with a concept. She choreographs her dances. She is just like a crazy, crazy empire on her own. She's a walking empire. Mm. And then she still has time to be a mother and then to still run a household and all those things and, 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 and. So for me, she has... One of the biggest success stories. I mean, yo, I need a team like she has around me one day just to get to me, get me to that point. Yeah. You know, and she tours consistently. People still want her. She's the third highest paid vocalist in the world. Imagine so. being Michelle though. Wow, I feel sorry for her, eh? I really feel sorry for her because she's going through things, man. Because so that's not judge. Yeah, no, no judgment. <laughs> it's just tough. It is. I mean, you, she's also doing a thing. But obviously off stage. Yeah, 100%. So. And also, like, as a gospel vocalist, she's incredible. She is. But people don't see that. Because it doesn't get um, shown so much yeah. as what Beyonce does. Because the empire is Beyonce. Yeah. So let's keep the consistent thing going. But we appreciate Michelle and we appreciate Kelly. Because they're both still doing their thing. It's not like Kelly's they're irrelevant, awesome. but they are doing their thing yeah. in a specific Oh, to be in the shadow of world. Beyonce. No, <laughs> no, thank you. What was your, what was your first big break? The first... The the first moment you thought, I'm doing it. I'm doing this professionally. Someone's paid me to be here. <laughs> I think the first big break for me was at college. Mm. And when I started at music, my music college, um, we did some work while we were studying. And we were introduced to the industry while we were studying. Obviously. Where did you go? I went to Cape Music Institute. Okay. So, Is that Camilla Lombard? Yes. 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 That time we were still doing the Kensington area. Yeah. <laughs> So um, we were introduced to the industry while we were there. Mm. And I remember a band booking me, a boredom band. And they were desperately looking for another vocalist. And I thought, okay, it's just a boredom band. going to do some few things. But I never expected the kind of work and hard work I had to put into it. And um, it was expected of me to have a lot of rip, a lot of songs really? for the rip. Because we were doing shifts like 8 p.m. till 1 a.m. every Friday, 8 p.m. till 12 a.m. every Saturday, and it was Are you singing every weekend. Every weekend, they were booked a year in advance, so we were doing work every weekend. I never knew the sound of my own voice for that entire second year college, because it was college Monday to Friday, and on the same Friday, I'm working in the evening, so there's like an hour for me to take a nap and restore myself. So it was the hassle for me, and it wasn't a big big platform when it came to branding but mm. it was an amazing opportunity for me to see how hard I needed to work mm. in order to get to where I want to be and it was a major major reality check for me because what I had known or what I thought I had known about the industry before then was completely mm. the opposite when I got into that industry the boredom industry and people in the boredom industry or just in general Cape Townian people they really are very specific about what they like okay. when it comes to music and to the vocalists that sing the music oh, really? as well. Yes. You must know there was fan clubs for the vocalists before me. So when I came in my first gig, I was dev 
auditioning. That's how sure. I felt. <laughs> I was auditioning and I won't, I won't forget my first gig was at Athlon Civic. And people were like, who are you? And where's the chick that was here before? And we know this band, so you better do a good job, Missy. So those were My all the precious. things, <laughs> those were all the things given to me before I started the evening. And it was really, I conquered that platform. Mm. I was in there for like a year and a few months. And it really, really gave me the hard work ethic that I have now. I learned that side. So, Do you think that the younger artists now who are coming up and perhaps those who haven't quite broken through yet but are, perhaps who are still at college or, or have just mm. started, do you think that they have a, an understanding or is that can you only really get a, a proper understanding once you're in it and once you're doing that? I think with our younger generation, it is going to be the same thing that we went through. Mm. You can only hear so many people tell you the same thing that are from the older generation and have gone through things, but you physically have to experience everything. You have to experience the disappointments. You have to experience the low-paying gigs. You have to experience people that are dishonest and people who are honest. So our industry is filled with people who can change colors like a um, chameleon. Mm. You know, they can tell you one thing and then do the other thing the next day so i've had to experience the the industry the same way a lot of us in my era are experiencing the industry where now 10 years later almost in the industry i now understand who i can actually work with Mm -hmm. and who i can't work with so it's a lot of it's a lot of um hard it's a lot of not hard work but more you trying to just do every gig Mm -hmm. in order to get your name in by everyone and then after that Seeing if people still want you back okay. And after that you can see who are the people That are calling back and who are the people Who are not calling back but still talking about you So it's a, it's a, it's a big Big game our, industry, our city is filled with a lot of naturally talented musicians yeah. People who can be Super original and then you've got people Who are just gifted in being able to perform yeah. Which we still appreciate So it's, it's for our younger generation It's not easy, it's not supposed to be easy Because our industry is filled with people who can do the very same thing That you can do but better so what are you going to do, and cheaper. <laughs> Let's not even go there, because yeah. I think we'll take another hour just on that cheaper. Just on that, on that, on that note. Yes. How selective are you able to be these days? I mean, are there, are there gigs that you get asked to do and you think, nah, I, don't, I don't really want to and, so, mm. and I don't need to? Mm. Um, you can be selective. But also it depends you on what position. You can be selective. Yeah, depends on what position you're in. <laughs> you can be selective. Because there's times where someone like me can't also be selective. Mm. Because you are not guaranteed anything in this industry. Our industry is unpredictable. Yeah. So you have to create your own work and money at the end of the month. So you need to make sure that you've done all your research about whoever's booked you. And make sure that please use a contract. Even if you've started today in the industry, use a contract. The mm. form of paper um, a lot of musicians don't really um, know about And I now have found my love for contracts right. <laughs> Years later And to implement them and not be scared to implement them Because a lot of institutions or a lot of places that book you Do not believe in paper Because they know already what they're going to do mm. So you want to also be able to say Listen, this, I'm the product here that you're looking for And be okay with rejection if they don't want you But be Instill that work ethic in you where you use paper, use contract, and be stern. Here's something that we don't hear about often, in it, and that is the business side of of uh, of the industry. Mm. Um, so, if somebody, let's say, I own a club and I want Candice to come and perform, mm. do I get in touch with you and say, okay, um, what's your fee and how much do you charge, or do I say this is what we pay? In essence, I would I would like for you to ask me how much I charge, because uh, we negotiate a lot. 
in order to get the work. Yeah. And um, the negotiating is where we leave room for for disappointments when it comes to it. Tell me about this. Are you a good negotiator? Like, do you know that's how much I charge? Take it or leave it. Or are you like, Let's say 50-50 because okay. there are some people that I can <laughs> bend the, the, the branch for and then there are people that I, that I can't do that no. with. So you really need to, like I say, experience the people first and then know who you can do that with. Yeah. But in essence, I would love to, to, to give you my contract, tell you this is how much it's going to cost and then do the deposit and then do the balance. Sure. So that's how we would love this to work. This is so interesting to yeah. me. I think it's absolutely fascinating. And thank you for speaking so honestly no about it. No problem. Some people, some people, there is a lot of smoke and mirrors in hey. this industry. In t- you know, in terms of people coming through the door and they're all glammed up and I think it's radio, you don't need to, <laughs> you didn't need to bother, but thank you. Um, and, and, and want us to only see a certain side. Mm. But actually, we want to see the other side we're mm. fascinated by what goes on backstage yes. what who or what has been your biggest teacher in in your experience in the industry there hasn't been a specific person who's, who's been my biggest teacher i think life itself has been a big teacher for me because i had come from a very sheltered upbringing mm. so i wasn't aware that there are actually bad people around sure. And um, the way I took it was gracefully. Obviously, I had my support system, my family around me for when the disappointments happened. And uh, my biggest teaching moments for me still today is that I need to be okay with, with saying no. Mm. I was someone who said yes to everything and because I wanted to please everyone. And I recognize my worth now and I recognize my gift. And I do not want to take my gift for granted. I still want to be singing when I'm 80. So I really do think that life is has been my biggest teacher and still teaching me a lot about people about human beings at the end of the day yeah your voice is your gift and i would like to hear that voice you've brought a couple of tracks along yes. uh, for us what are we going to hear first um i'm going to do one of my favorites from yes. anita baker oh. it's called caught up in the rapture mm, fantastic <laughs> When we met, always knew I would feel the magic from you on my mind constantly in my arms is where you should be. Tonight will be 
just the start, honey. And I love you, hear about me, baby. You let my love fly free, and I want you in my life for all time, 'cause I'm caught up in the rapture of love. Nothing else can compare. When I feel the magic from you, said these feelings they always knew. Obviously, <laughs> thank emotional, you. definitely. <laughs> Don't cry, please. <laughs> it's too late. It's, too, oh, it's, no. it's already happening. The, uh, the tears are welling up. That's one of my favourite songs. You, you know what I love about you is that when you do a cover, you make it your own. Definitely. Oh, I need to just acknowledge my creativity. <laughs> yes, you really do. No, like people that understand, it's very important for you to also stay true to the artist because this is what people love listening to. Of course. And um, what I learned as well was that when you get to gigs and you're doing covers, to not to go to not do like too much mm. because people love the fact that they can sing with you as well. So if you're busy True. doing all your acrobatics, Beyonce clicks, <laughs> <laughs> not everyone can sing with you. Yeah. But in essence, also make sure people know who you are when you are delivering. Does that ever get frustrating though? Because you, I mean, your voice is huge and there's a lot you can do with it. Mm -hmm. Do you ever, I mean, if you were to sing that song at home, would you have done it differently? Would you have been all over the place and giving it some, you know? Oh, I would be doing everything. Like my life is, is about that scales, about substance yes. and notes, especially high notes. If I don't want to do them, I can do low notes. 
But um, I try to also appreciate the fact that I have people who appreciate the music. Yeah. So it's not always about me. See, that's another. Th- this is you are such a professional. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, but but it's it really it it shows mm. that you understand that you understand what you're being paid for. You mm. understand what people want. You understand that when I come and see you, I can't match you vocally. No. <laughs> so I'm I'm okay. Yes. I want you to. I want to be able to do what exactly, I can exactly. now I'm, I'm uh, as a listener I appreciate that my pleasure <laughs> my pleasure Cape Town <laughs> yeah, exactly <laughs> what what for you is the highlight do you love recording the most do you love writing the most do you love um, singing live in front of an audience or does it vary depending on what mood you're in I guess my two loves are writing yeah and performing because hmm. I love for the stage the stage is my wife my story my home and being able to write my stories is also where I really feel most happy. So those are my top two. Studio is also cool, but studio has not, no one in front of you to give you that energy. And I feel people's energy. And I like to get my audience also involved when I am on stage. So I feed off people's happiness, people's love and appreciation for whatever we're doing as a team on, on, on stage. Mm. So um, performing and Studio and writing that's my favorite when did you start writing i started writing actually at college mm. i was very lazy <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> i am naturally the person who does things out of laziness <laughs> but at college we were forced to be able to write in any genre they threw at us every week mm. and i remember um, specifically our first or our second week they told us we need to write a gospel song because gospel was the our wow. first real um songwriter moment for us and um, I was like, what the heck am I going to do? I've never written a song before. I don't want to sound stupid, mm, mm. you know, because there is a formula to the way you, you write. And I knew I, at the moment I was writing something because there was this guy I had a crush on. I was thinking, okay, let me just feel inspired and try writing because I need to start writing soon. Mm. And I knew I got stuck at the the chorus, the verse and chorus. I couldn't move forward with more words and more melodies after that. And the minute they said, okay, gospel, and I changed the words around, then everything just came wow. running out of my brain. And I was able to finish the song. And that is one of my biggest songs I'm known for um, at college from my first, my two years there was for that song. And it was What's um, it called? called Cause Love Was There. Mm-hmm. So it went over a guy and then the Lord said, oh, no, you're going to write the song about it happens. me. happens. You know? It happens. <laughs> he comes and <laughs> he fills your cup and yeah. it's over. <laughs> yeah, true story, though, yes. really. Mm. And it's it's a, one of my favorite songs also that I've ever written. I've mm. written a few over the years, but that first one was very iconic for me because I never, I never knew I had that ability. That must have been... Like an aha moment. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. And when I sang it for my, my mom, she was like, Woo, child, this, I love this song. Aww. I love this song. So they must be really proud. They are. Especially my dad, who's someone mm. who would have loved to be a full-time musician. Really? But comes from the area where you need to work. Yeah. So music is not a consistent job. Mm-hmm. So you need to go work. So I do um, most of my things for him mm-hmm. and myself. So I have a very proud family. If you weren't doing music, what would you be doing? I probably would have worked at a call center and um, done a normal nine to five because I was too lazy to do anything else. Like I would have taken oh, the God. easiest route, definitely. As long as it provides a consistency, I'm happy. Wow. But I, I genuinely think I wouldn't have survived. Um, I don't think I would have been the person I am if I didn't do music. Mm. I can't imagine myself not being a musician. 
So I definitely feel like I would have probably worked at a call center. Who are some of your favorite local artists to work with or listen to? I just love Jared Ricketts. Like he's my new love. He's just rejuvenated me. Let me, me just send and him that message immediately <laughs> like and be like, guess who's in love with you? <laughs> he's my favorite person. Like, we see each other um, at a few occasions. Same. And the last time I saw him was when we did a Christmas thing. And um, just sitting with him and talking to him is so amazing. the most joyous person? So, and he's, I've never him. seen him on an off day. Never? Like, I want to know what does your off day look like because you just look fresh all the time when all I the see time. you. Never a hair out never. of place, let and that be said. Yo, I, ca- I can't. I can't. I also want to have that life. <laughs> and then um, <laughs> he's one of my favorites. And then one of my best, best friends in the industry, Lana Krasta, she is amazing. I look to her for inspiration. Mm. Um, she, I hold her very close to my heart. We don't see each other that often because obviously we're hustling. Mm. And um, she is just doing so well. And I love her. And I love listening to her songs because we're basically almost the same lane, but she's more soul mm. and I'm more jazz, R&B soul. Mm, mm. So it's good to just have someone to like speak to and, and she can recognize what I'm going through and I can recognize what she's going through. So I love listening to those two just because of the personal relationships we have. Yeah. And the music is so amazing. The music is amazing. Yeah, really. Have you got Jared's new album? Look, Paradise is on a replay. Replay. <laughs> All the time. Definitely. Like, I feel like I have a partner when I listen to that song. <laughs> when I first heard that song, and I know this isn't, this is an interview about you, but if, if we are just going to talk about Jared yes, for three yes, seconds, because I'm, I just adore him. <laughs> when I first heard Paradise, I literally called him and said, you've just brought back 90s R&B. You, you, like on a serious, real note, hey, you're in Cape Town. And I thought only people could do it overseas, but he's definitely Call you my baby because you've got me like a lullaby. Oh. Hello. Like the way he writes. You just have to like fall in love with someone. You with just need to someone. fall in love with someone around the area. <sighs> no, spectacular, <laughs> spectacular. Yes. Back to you. Yeah. Um, if, if I could say to you that you could perform with any living person or dead, Mm. I can even bring people back from the dead. Wow, you're amazing. Eh? Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Who would that be? Uh, international or local? Doesn't matter. You can have one of each. I think um, my goal still to this day, if she's listening, is to share the stage with uh, Vicky Sampson. I really appreciate her. Mm. And I did a African Dream cover at Baxter Theatre, I think last year. Last year. And it was... A very big song. I only realized how big the song was when I had to stand on stage and perform it. Mm-hmm. And the pressure that comes with being introduced here is kind of sort of singing African Dream and people are like, ooh, you're oh, African girl. Dream girl, you better perform. <laughs> so I would love to really share the stage with her. And then international, I would have loved for Aretha to just stay a few more minutes mm. so that I could have shared the stage with her. Not only her, but Ella Fitzgerald as well, because she's one of my pioneer jazz singers. From that early 60s, 50 um, era. And the way she sang, it was part and part of, of the way I approach music. Mm. She's also from a deep point and she was just like skilled at everything. She could scat any instrument. Mm-hmm. She could sing any range. She was just amazing. So uh, that was my. I, I would, I would pay good money to see divas with Aretha Franklin, Ella Fitzgerald, and Candice Thornton. I would be Ooh, come on now. there in come on a now. heartbeat. <laughs> Ooh, in a heartbeat. I tell you, I probably would not be singing on stage. I'd probably <laughs> just be watching <laughs> them yeah, do imagine. their thing on stage. Yeah. Eh? And there's a lot of ladies from that era, like Billie Holiday. There's um, Lena Horn and there's Sarah Vaughan. Lena Horn. Guys, we don't hey? make enough noise about Lena. No, we really. She kind of gets. She does shunted behind she Billy does. and Ella, and that's not fair. And I mean, all of them, same thing. 
same kind of approach to music. Mm. It was it was such a good story that they would um, perform for you, and you would co- be completely mesmerized by the way they perform mm. the stories. Sure. So it's it was just like my favorite era ever. Beautiful stuff. Where can we see you performing, and how do we follow you on social media stuffs? Yeah, so. I am doing the normal full-time things, which is weddings, corporates, and and um, bar mitzvahs and funerals. Yeah, uh, let's not do. We don't do that many funerals. <laughs> Have you done a funeral? Um, once or twice. Have you? Yeah, but I choose oh. not to because I am such a softie. I you, you oh. I tell you, not on stage but afterwards. Oh. So I've done a few, but I choose not to. Yeah. But let, we keep it by the weddings and the yeah. end of year functions, and the, you know, yeah. and the big stages, the shows, if we can. Yeah. And um, you'll f- if you need me, you can book me on my social media. I'll give my details there, which is at Candice Thornton for Facebook and Instagram, as well as for Twitter. So everything is the same. I'm so glad Thornton. you said Twitter. Yeah, Twitter's, people don't know Twitter anymore. Don't know eh? about Twitter anymore. Mm-hmm. People are still communicating on Twitter, guys. Let's not forget about that. Let's really not. Yeah, I mean, I've got some real inboxes from uh, from people overseas, and you didn't even realize that it was there because you're not paying attention. Because you're not. You know. I so let's not forget about Twitter. She's there. <laughs> <laughs> Will you perform something for us to, and this is going to be the last song that we ever have on Late Nights. Wow, okay, I'm glad I'm ending it off with this. You because, Siri, which want to say you got some finesse. Ne? I'm going to be cocky and say you got some finesse. Mm. <laughs> what are you going to perform for us? Finesse. Finesse. Yeah. Go, Go on, Bruno Mars. Do it. Don't we look good together? There's a reason why they watch all night long. Oh, I know we'll turn heads forever. So tonight I'm gonna show you all. When I walk it with you, I see the whole room change. Baby, that's what you do. No, my baby, don't pay. Blame it on my confidence Oh, blame it on your measurements Shut the it down on sight That's right We all get dripping and fitness It don't make no sense I'll get dripping and fitness Oh, we all get dripping and fitness With my baby Oh, you know now slow you down for me, baby Cause I love the way it feels when we grind Our connection's so magnetic on the floor Nothing can stop us tonight When I'm fucking with you I see the whole room change Baby, that's what you do No, my baby, don't pay Blame it on my confidence Oh, blame it on your measurements Shut the shit down on sight That's right Oh, yeah, yeah Said you know it, you know it I get tripping in finesse with my baby Grab your lady, give your lady fine Tell her she's the one, she's the one for life Ladies, grab your fellas and let's do the side Oh, hey, 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 hey Yeah, we got it going on, got it going on Gonna feel so good to be 
us Hey, yeah, we got it going on, got it going on Girl, you know we got it going on Oh, oh, oh Feel so good with you Oh, we all get tripping for this It don't make no sense I'll get tripping for this You know it, you know it Candice, this has been a pleasure and a half. I can't think of a better way to end uh, three and a half years on Late Nights with that performance. Thank you so much. I wish you all the very best. You don't need uh, my luck, but uh, certainly I wish you all the very best of luck with the future, whatever it may hold. And I look forward to hearing you perform on larger and larger stages. Thank you so much. I wish you the best too. Thank you for the best three and a half years you've given us. Thank you. And we are going to miss you. So (laughs) we wish you all the luck too. And thank you for having me. Thank you.